Welcome to Make America's Greatest Hits Again, the very best of the Oval Office Tapes podcast. I'm your guest host, Judge Janine Pirro, and this week's episode is brought to you by Calm.com. Hey, it's Pocahontas. No, I'm not going to sing you a song about how beautiful nature is, okay? That's not like a thing I do. I think I've been pretty cool over the years about all the stuff y'all and your ancestors have done to me. Slaughtered my people, stole our land, and made me into like some kind of weird animated sex symbol. Very classy, guys. And now I'm an insulting presidential nickname, too. Not cool. Not cool. Anyway, I'd very much appreciate it if you just left me out of your little partisan squabbles. But until that happens, I'm excited to partner with Calm, the number one app for sleep, meditation, and relaxation. It was even named Apple's 2017 App of the Year. For a limited time, Oval Office Tapes listeners can get 25% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash tapes. That's C-A-L-M dot com slash tapes. Hello, sweetheart. You know I love the way that you talk. Hello, sweetheart. And I got too much love in my heart. Welcome, everyone, to Make America's Greatest Hits Again, the very best of the Oval Office Tapes podcast. The Oval Office Tapes is a weekly podcast that features audio tapes recorded at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue during the presidency of my very good friend, Donald J. Trump, and acquired exclusively for use in this program. I'm Judge Janine Pirro, your host this week, because I will literally do anything for money. Now, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Celebrities have no place talking about politics. Just cut it out. But Kim Kardashian is different. She's on Trump's side, so I've fallen madly in love with her. It makes perfect goddamn sense if you don't think about it. Instead, listen in as my best friend Donald J. Trump calls my other best friend Kim Kardashian to see if she has any ideas about how to turn the midterm elections his way. Well... There was one thing I've been thinking of mentioning. It'd be unorthodox, but I could see it working, maybe. Any idea from you? I'm all ears. Do you remember how I got popular? There was a tape. Maybe you saw it. Maybe I did. You never know. Rumor has it, and I can't say whether this is true or not. It was leaked by my mom on purpose. Talk about a woman with vision. What I'm saying is that tapes like those, tapes that reveal things, can really benefit someone's popularity. I'm confused, Kim. Are you suggesting we make a sequel? Is Kanye available? no, 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 no. No, no, that's not... No, Mr. President, I'm referring to a tape that I've heard may already exist. Of me and Melania? Believe me, there's nothing. I'm talking about a tape that was made in Moscow. Weren't you at the Ritz for Miss Universe? I don't always remember. Depends on the day, the question, who's asking. This might be a good time to remember. I don't know. I mean, first of all, that tape doesn't exist. I assure you, 
I never sat in a hotel room in Moscow ordering a bunch of the most beautiful prostitutes in the world to make a golden shower in Obama's bed. Now we're talking. But if it did exist, like, really? If I could get Putin to release it? Remember, your fingerprints can't be anywhere near it. And you think people would want to see it? Oh, I know they would, Mr. President. By the hundreds of millions, it creates connection. Trust me. Mine came out and it changed the world. There's no better way to show people who you really are. And when you're powerful and hot and strong... Kim, really? The, the way you say that now, I, I might have to go. See, even the idea of it builds a connection. I'm telling you, people pretend to get all up in arms about these things, but they love them. And it would hurt the Democrats? How would it hurt the Democrats? Imagine the views on YouTube. You'd open up a whole new demographic. Well, everything Trump is a big deal. You're right about that. It's definitely outside the box, I admit. But I've been right about a lot across my career. Listen to you, not shy this one. In fact, I wasn't going to bring it up, but I do have four million more Twitter followers than you. And you asked for my advice. Well, now I really have to get to work. Goodbye, Mr. President. I hope I've helped. You've given me a lot to think about. Good night, Kim. Question. Is Texas Senate candidate Beto O'Rourke the new Jim Crow? He certainly could be if you're like me and you have no idea who Jim Crow is. In this next segment, my BFF, President Donald J. Trump, discusses campaigning for his former rival, Lion Ted Cruz, with Chief of Staff John Kelly and advisor Kellyanne Conway. I know that Senator Cruz is really excited for you to come to Texas. I hate Ted Cruz. I'm not alone. What'd Lindsey Graham say about him? If he got murdered on the floor of the Senate, you wouldn't be able to get a conviction. No one would testify against the murderer. Uh, yeah, it's uh, funny stuff, Mr. President. I do kind of like that Beto guy who's running against him. The socialist? You see that video with him riding around on the skateboard? Ivanka showed it to me. The one where he's playing air guitar and eating a Whataburger. Whataburger. Better than Mickey D's. We just don't have them up here. Why not, John? Do we need to ease some regulations? If we could get back to Senator Cruz, sir. Did you two know that when Ted Cruz was Solicitor General in Texas, he defended a ban on dildos? Dildos! Did you know that? It was the beginning of his career. He was making a name for himself. Even worse, hypocrite, prude. It's always the banners who turn out to be obsessed with the thing they're trying to ban. I bet Ted Cruz loves a good dildo ride. Hard for us to know, sir. Doesn't he kind of look like a dildo? Not even sure what that means, but it makes sense when I say it. Mr. President, I have to say, I worked for Ted and... I know you did. You endorsed him over me. That was a mistake, clearly. But I can tell you that Senator Cruz is a good man. A good man whose dad probably assassinated JFK. I just think it'd be best for everyone if we all put the bad feelings from the primary campaign behind us and focus on beating the Democrats. The primary campaign? Lion Ted Cruz was still attacking me at the convention. Vote your conscience. That's what he said. Or did you forget? Vote your conscience. Unbelievable. Well, you did call his wife ugly. I never said that. I said a picture is worth a thousand words, and then I showed her ugly face next to Melania. And you said he was the single biggest liar. But that's true. You're going to scold me over something I said that's true? And you also called him a pussy in New Hampshire. Again, John, isn't the truth the defense here? Maybe I should show up at the rally and tell the people of Texas to vote your conscience. 
How do you think that would go over with Lion Ted? Sir. All right, all right, I get it. I'll say nice things about the walking dildo Lion Ted Cruz. Thank you, Mr. President. I know how much the Senator appreciates this. Yeah, I'm sure he does. By the way, what kind of man invites the guy who viciously attacked his wife and father to come to a rally on his behalf? Uh, um... Exactly. A walking dildo. A walking dildo? That might not be as much fun as it sounds. On the other hand, if I were ever lucky enough to find myself sitting in a tree with my bosom buddy, President Donald J. Trump, and that very handsome Keebler elf turned real boy, Newt Gingrich, you better bet your booty we would be K-I-S-S-I-N-G. That's why I love this conversation between President Trump and former Speaker of the House Newt Gingrich about how the Donald stays in such fantastic shape. Jesus, Newt, no handshakes, don't touch me. You look like the Pillsbury Doughboy having a heart attack. <laughs> and what are you wearing? Why are you sweating? What is this, Newt? Come on. Well, I uh, went for a little jog. I was uh, going to change before our meeting, You went but... for a jog? Why the fuck would you go for a jog? Well, I'm uh, 75 years old, Mr. President. Uh, frankly, I figured it's well past time to turn it around. But this and... is crazy. Did Callista put you up to this? No. Well, she's in Rome now, remember? Oh, that's right. Ambassador to the Vatican. That's funny. So that's why you're doing this? Trying to look sharp for the ladies on the hill? Let me tell you something, Newt. And I mean this. You're going to kill yourself with the jogging. Well, my doctor said Your that doctor? I... They don't know shit. A bunch of quacks. Listen to me. Human beings have finite energy. Yes, I, I've heard you talk about... The body is a battery, Newt. That means once it's gone, it's gone. You run out of juice. But look at me. I'm 72 years old. I've never been in better shape. Fit as a fiddle. You heard my doctor. Thinks I could live to be 200. Want to know how I do it? I guess. Spite. Spite? I don't eat healthy. I barely sleep. I never, ever exercise. But I have spite. Well, I have spite too, Mr. President. I know you do. But not like me. You have to learn how to harness it, Newt. Believe me, spite is a constant. You can't let it slip even for a day. When John McCain died, my staff wanted me to issue a statement praising him, but I told them to fuck off. And you know what I did while they buried him on national TV? I went golfing. Yes, President Trump will live forever. Praise be. Viewers of my sensationally successful hit TV show on Fox News know that I believe every daughter should be judged not on her own merits, but strictly on the basis of who her father is. After all, nepotism is the lifeblood of every feudal kingdom, and isn't that exactly what our founding fathers fought for? In this next segment, Ivanka Trump comes to her father with a humble request. Baby, tell me what's up. What's on your mind? Well... I have been thinking. I know how things have finally turned around for us. You've been on such a winning streak. Just ask CNN. They can't stop talking about it. I just want to make sure that we're all prepared for what's going to happen after the election. You too? After the election, I'll get the Democrats to bow down to me the same way I got the Republicans to. But, Daddy, these people will do anything to destroy you. They'll strangle us all with subpoenas. And the Mueller investigation hasn't gone away. He's just laying low until after the elections. The single greatest witch hunt in American history. 
There was no collusion. I've said it so many times. People hear it in their sleep. President Trump, Father, they're going to indict everyone around you. Don, Eric, Roger, even Jared. They're going to try to get to you however they can. Not to brag, but I've got the power of the pardon. And I own two members of the Supreme Court. No one's going to indict this president of the United States. And by the time we're done with them, I bet they'll let me pardon myself. So boom and kaboom. Say, why don't we get the kitchen to make us a pizza and we'll watch The Little Mermaid. Dad, I'm serious. We have to be prepared. And the job you need me in isn't ambassador to the UN. It's vice president of the United States. Go on. Pence is done, am I right? I've certainly been saying so. Got me the evangelicals, but they ain't going nowhere. Exactly. And who do you know who, A, you can trust, and B, is not going to prison? Well, I mean, I kind of promised it to Kanye. Dad, Kanye? Yay, if you want him to answer. I don't even want to talk about Kanye West. Do you know he wrote that that don't kill me can only make me stronger? I don't care. I'm trying to save the family here. They're coming after us, and I think they might have the goods. You don't like to hear it, but what if it's true? We don't have to do anything for a while, but we should start planning now. Start grooming me. Send me to places you don't want to go. Let me deal with the hurricane in Miami. I hate wet. Way too much wet. Or... Or what? Or you could give me the perfect job that would prepare me to take over for Pence right before the election in 2020. I see you've thought this through. Together, we'd sweep our way to a second term. And if, if, if anything happened to you, I'd be next in line to make sure that you all received the court-proof pardons that you deserve. And that there could be a Trump in the White House all the way until 2030. Whoa. And I'll also appoint a commission to focus on the one issue that isn't getting enough attention right now. Adding President Donald J. Trump to Mount Rushmore. Ding. We have a winner. So tell me, what job are we talking about? Ambassador to the UN. Aha. You do want it. But only if you promise to promote me to VP after two years. It's a deal. It sure is, Daddy. It's the art of the deal. I'm going to go tell Jared. Okay, honey. Wait a minute. What the fuck just happened? A Trump in the White House until 2032? Take that, Elizabeth Warren. Speaking of, Warren is not a Native American. Why should you take my word for it? Maybe because I, Judge Janine, became the world's foremost expert on Native American culture when I attended my court-mandated cultural sensitivity training. And I have never seen Elizabeth Warren paddling a canoe or grinding acorns into flour, and I'm 99% sure she's not even in dances with wolves. Let's listen in as the chief of all chiefs, Donald J. Trump, scalps another lying woman on his presidential telephone. Hello? President Trump? This is Senator Warren. I'm not calling collect. I'm calling to collect. (laughs) Pocahontas? What is this? Crooked Hillary never called me until she conceded. Are you giving up on 2020 already? My name is Senator Warren, Mr. President. Fine. Goofy Senator Warren. How can I not help you? Can we please have a civil conversation? All right, all right. I feel like King Kong from all the winning I've been doing lately, but I hear you. I'm calling because I took the DNA test you bet I wouldn't take. And a famous geneticist concluded that my DNA contains Native American ancestry. 
time to pay up. A famous geneticist. That's your idea of branding? Geneticists aren't famous. My point has to do with the results, not the nature of celebrity. Say that he graduated first in his Ivy League class, or that he's one of the most brilliant people you've ever met, or even that he has a giant brain, but famous geneticist. I'm sorry, it's just pathetic. Can we please stay on track? What does this bogus test say? What percentage of you is Indian? While the vast majority of my ancestry is European, the results say that there's strong evidence of Native American heritage six to ten generations ago. What is that, like one one-thousandth? All the raping and pillaging the Europeans did when they landed here, the average American is probably twice as Indian as that. Well, to be exact, it's somewhere between one sixty-fourth and one one-thousand-twenty-fourth. Whatever it is, it still counts, Mr. President. How much do you suck at this? Why not make up better numbers? This is what you paid your famous geneticist for? You couldn't get him to say 130th? Even that would be pathetic, but it's still better than 1-1000th. That's how you play this game, you ding-dong. What I'm trying to explain, Mr. President, is that you promised that you'd donate a million dollars to a charity of my choice if I proved my heritage with a DNA test. I'm asking you to be a man of your word and write a check to the National Indigenous Women's Research Center. Is that even a thing? Listen, those weren't the rules, okay? I said I'd donate the million dollars if I gave you the DNA test myself. I'm not arguing with you over semantics. Well, what are you doing, huh? It's so obvious this ridiculous DNA test is all about you running against me in 2020. Can't you see you being way over your head? with your quivering voice and your silly insults, and now you've given me one one-thousandth. It must be my birthday. Please run, I beg of you. Please. I've made no such announcement. I wish you could see me rolling my fucking eyes. Mr. President, may I remind you you're speaking to a sitting senator of the United States? I could give a shit. I see right through you. This whole stunt, it's designed for one purpose only, to try and eliminate your nickname, Pocahontas. What? You know you need to overcome the nickname to have a chance against me in 2020, but you can. No, it was a successful effort to stand up to your racist attacks. Here's my official response to that. Hardy, har, har. Here's some advice that's worth a lot more than a million dollars. When I call you Pocahontas, it feels right to people. It defines you because it gets to the fundamental essence of who you are. A phony posturing fraud. You're wrong. You're wrong about everything. Oh, isn't that a sharp-witted comeback? I think I heard two transgender lesbians in Vermont applaud for that one. Pocahontas. Just another body buried by Trump in a pauper's grave next to low-energy Jeb, little Marco, Lion Ted, and the saddest of them all, crooked Hillary Clinton. Mr. President? Did you see what I just did to horse-faced Stormy Daniels? catch that one? Now who's going to pay to see your striptease if every time she wags her tits, they're thinking about a horse face? Sir, I can tell you have no intention of being true to your word and donating the money you promised. You're just... No, I won't resort to name-calling like you. Come on. Just give it a try. When they go low, we go high. That's Michelle Obama's line. You didn't even make that up. I will not stoop to your level. Don't you want to be president? Pocahontas, are you there? You shut up, denying Donald. <laughs> People love that I deny everything. It shows that I'm strong. Try again. I I'm not just going to do whatever you say.
in debt, Donald. Play to the pocket protector crowd. Always a great idea. Next. Well, I'm not doing this all night. Trump Shack. What the hell? You know, like the opposite of a tower. Trump Tower, Trump Shack. <laughs> Never mind. Are you done? I guess I am, Mr. President. Mr. President. Now that's more like it. Time's up, America. We have to stop maligning women. I have spent my life defending the right of women like myself to silence other women who say things I don't like. And you know who has a great track record of defending a woman's right to be mocked savagely on Twitter based on her appearance? The answer might surprise you, but it won't. It's President Donald J. Trump. So let's listen in on a phone call between Trump and everyone's favorite anthropomorphized napkin, Vice President Pence, as they discuss women voters. Pensey, I need your advice. What is weighing on you? Nothing. Don't really need your advice. Just thought it sounded presidential. Truth is, I'm light as air. Fly me to the moon, baby. Let me play among the stars. I can't stop winning. God has truly heard your prayers for Justice Kavanaugh. Oh, yeah. He's been listening to me for sure. The economy, North Korea, the red wave. It's like I say it, and he does it. Well, Mr. President, as the scripture says, humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. I did humble. Did you catch that? Everyone advised me to be good during the hearing, so for two fucking weeks, I was all humble, humble, humble. I said, Dr. Blasey Ford deserves to be heard. You were a uniter, not a divider, sir. You understood her suffering. But then, I pulled the classic Trump jujitsu. I dragged her through the mud, I hit her hard, called her lies a hoax, and got everything I wanted. The Lord lifted me right on up, am I right, Pensy? Indeed he did. I learned a valuable lesson these last few weeks. I'm almost afraid to ask what it was, sir. Being nice is for losers, especially being nice to women. Yep, that's what I was afraid of. What does scripture say about that, Pensy? See, if, if Jesus were nice all the time, he wouldn't have bothered to help the sinful change their ways. That's right. Now that I think about it, I'm a lot like Jesus. Yeah, well, he befriended prostitutes. I've done the same. But he didn't always agree with their sinful ways. He gently helped them to change. Perhaps we need to be even more like Jesus. Help sinful women to change. And you know me, no one loves women more than I do. Oh, except for me, sir. I honor mother as my wife. She is my queen. The fair sex, so beautiful. But they are also mysterious, complex creatures, led by their passions and not by reason. And they've become such a big problem for us. Only 32% of women support me. That's abysmal. Oh, that can't be true. What happened to them to make them so deranged? Well, I'll tell you what it was. It all started with Mulan. Mulan? The Disney cartoon about the little Asian girl. Sir, what we have now is a generation of young women who have been duped by the boneheads of Disney into thinking that they can be female warriors. Like rabid dogs, they've lost their minds. Well, if they had once to begin with. Oh, nice one, Benz. Wait a minute. What if we remove them from the equation? Uh, I'm sorry, sir. Uh, that sounds awfully sinister. No, no, no. Not sinister. A policy change. Something that will save us all. Probably the biggest thing to happen to women since women got the right to vote. Which is? We take away women's right to vote. Well, let's maybe keep brainstorming, Mr. President. Uh, something we can actually accomplish? No, this is good, Pensy. Let's repeal that amendment. 
repeal the 19th Amendment, sir? In Jesus' name, amen. Well, it might be seen as tyrannical, sir. A vengeful act by our administration to silence our critics. Well, who's going to stop me? Congress? Really? Come on. You think Cocaine Mitch will find his shriveled up balls for this? That guy hates women more than I do, and I love women. The states? Public opinion? The men and women in the Republican Party have been great soldiers in your cause, sir. But there's always a breaking point. I doubt it. 50% of the population is women. Yes, but the women who support us will happily give up their right to vote in order to silence the rest of America's women. That's Trump's scripture. And you can start spreading the word right now. To address the rumors, no, I am not jealous of Melania Trump because I'm very clearly in love with her husband. I'm actually incapable of feeling jealousy because a huge chunk of my brain is missing. In this next segment, listen in as that fat-ankled man-stealing hussy, a.k.a. First Lady Melania Trump, speaks with 9-11 hype man Rudy Giuliani about her, um, arrangement with the president. Rudy, what are you doing here? Oh, well, it's been nearly two years since you've been FLOTUS, and my client, your husband, very much values the work you do. In particular, how you look while you're doing it. Can you please get to whatever your point is? Well, Melania, your contract with Donald J. Trump is up. We're very much interested in extending the deal to renegotiate the terms. Now, if it was up to me, we would rip this whole thing up, and you'd be liable for any further damages to the president's reputation. Damages? After the embarrassment you put him through with your clothing antics and the suggestion that you hate his guts, not to mention the withholding of your very attractive wifely attributes. I forget, was I the one who slept with porn stars? I mean, if you're claiming damages now. Let me finish. Your husband, who is a very reasonable man, is willing to put all this ugliness behind him. That is, as long as you show us you can be better behaved. And how would I do that? You gotta cut out the rebellion. I mean, no more pretending to be a prisoner, an independent woman, calling Michelle Obama, liking LeBron James. That's not good for us, Melania. And what do you prefer? You need to act more like you belong to Trump and also more like you were a victim. I am a victim, Rudy. I have a very difficult life. Your smoothie, ma'am, and a bottle of scotch. Thank, Thank you. you. No, 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 a victim of the left. Like your husband. You see the way he beats up on everyone, but still claims he's the engine party? I mean, we need you to tell the world that you are the most bullied woman on earth. We need you to take all the anger you have towards your husband and channel it into hatred of Democrats. How much? How much hatred? You can never have enough. No, you silly little man. How much money? What's the new deal worth? Oh, Melania, are you really going to make this about money? You think I stay married to this man for free? Please. Okay. All right. I expected this. I'm going to pass you a number. Now, this would be for the next two years. Option to renew for a second presidential term belongs to us exclusively, with bonuses, of course. But this is as high as we're going to go. Not a penny more. Ha! Huh? Add a zero, and maybe I think about it. Maybe double after that. Melania, be reasonable. Your husband is not nearly as rich as he says he is. You know that. Then maybe I should call a lawyer or a book publisher. And maybe you go away and reconsider the offer. <laughs> I think you're a little confused about who has the power here, Melania. You didn't exist until Mr. Trump plucked you out of obscurity. 
The only asset of value you brought to the marriage is your looks, and those have depreciated over time. You should be grateful that you aren't slinging wings at Hooters in Kissimmee, Florida. How is it that a man as disgusting as you can become more and more disgusting with each passing hour? Now let me tell you why you are the one who is confused. I was trophy wife to D-list reality star, and I was paid handsomely for that foul job. Plus, my parents got citizenship with no waiting time. But now, I am first lady of United States of America. I have great power. If I swat away his hand, it makes international news. What if I were to do something worse than that? What if I were to suddenly grow a conscience? Perhaps tell certain people things that I know, things that maybe even you don't know. Because you know so little, you disgusting, tiny men. If you weren't my friend's wife, I'd be so turned on right now. You know you are totally turned on. You wish you could hate me, but you can't. You never will. I believe I can persuade my client to add a zero to our initial offer. And then to double? I believe I can persuade him to double. Very good. But only... Only? Only if my client will be welcomed back into your bedroom whenever he wants. Not negotiable. That is not going to happen. But just the weekends? No. One night a month. Final offer. No. I'm Judge Janine Pirro. Thank you for joining us for Make America's Greatest Hits Again, the very best of the Oval Office Tapes podcast. We'll return next time with more tapes from the Oval Office. Hey, it's Pocahontas. If becoming a punchline doesn't give you anxiety, tell me your secret. If it does, there's always calm.com slash tapes, the number one app for sleep, meditation, and relaxation. That's calm.com slash tapes. That's C-A-L-M dot com slash tapes. Blumhouse Television and Cutler Productions present the Oval Office Tapes, performed by Mary Birdsong, Ian James Corlett, Chris Cox, Scott McCord, Danielle Morrow, and Jeff Rector. Our show is written by Scott Conroy, R.J. Cutler, Mike Schneider, and Leslie Hollingsworth. Trevor Smith is our producer. The Oval Office Tapes is directed by R.J. Cutler. Our show is recorded and edited by Julian Nicholson and Eric Cifuentes and designed and mixed by Glenn Ferguson at the Invisible Studios, West Hollywood. Our casting directors are Meg Mormon and Sunday Bowling. Tess Ryan is our writer's assistant. Production support is provided by Chloe Sanders, Alexandria Nichols, and James Gelberg. Al Wickers keeps us honest. Our theme music is Connection by King Tuff. This podcast is distributed by Cadence 13. Our executive producers are Jason Blum, Scott Conroy, and R.J. Cutler. The Oval Office Tapes is created by R.J. Cutler. Check out our website, ovalofficetapes.com. We're also on Twitter and other social media at Oval Office Tapes. Thanks for listening to the Oval Office Tapes. Oval Office Tapes.